What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Prime Sports World. I got some breaking news, and I know we all heard this news last night, but the Earl Spence and Terrence Bud Crawford fight is on and popping. Yes, a super showdown after what we thought what we would have after the fights that we've had recently, Ryan Garcia, Tank, Tank Davis, this past fight, this past weekend, Vasily Lomachenko versus Devin Haney for the undisputed lightweight title. Now we finally get our wish here with this fight. It's five years in the making. Earl Spence, Terrence Bud Crawford. I just cannot wait for this fight. But we got a lot to talk about here in the in the world of boxing. But everybody, go ahead. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast here on a happy hump day Wednesday, baby, as my guy David on point Huffman would like to say. Um, and usually when I do these boxing things, I usually have TJ on here. It's a little early for TJ, I think. But usually I'll have TJ on here because TJ loves boxing too. He loves talking, chopping it up, boxing with me. Um, so I'm gonna just do it by myself because look, I'm you know, I just couldn't wait for this news. But everybody go ahead, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on pot um prime on Prime Sports World at Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitch, and go ahead and follow me and David on Twitter. Uh, David underscore PSW, Izzy underscore PSW. Um, either way around, you can find us on uh, Twitter as well and go like our pages. Um, and also, in case you missed this live feed, make sure to follow us and like us uh, at Prime Sports World. You can get, you can catch us where all podcasts can be heard um, on Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music. iHeartRadio and Spotify, ladies and gentlemen, and I dropped a link to that feed uh, here in the live feed. So, guys, do not miss it. But let me tell you, guys, this has been five years in the making. Errol Spence, Terrence Bud Crawford, two of the best welterweights in the world, two top five pound for pound, number one versus number four pound for pound uh, boxers in the world, according to ESPN. this has been, like I said, five years in the making. Uh, we know they've, you know, one's PBC, one's top rank. Um, you know, Earl Spence has some, um, you know, this might might have happened, you know, a few years back. Uh, Earl Spence got into the car crash in Texas. Um, then he had some retina surgery uh, as well, where he was supposed to fight uh, Keith Thurman. That kind of fell through the cracks this summer, uh, this past summer, or last summer. So this is this 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 has been this has been like they've been going at it war words for a long time. I think both of them, in my opinion, both of them, they really respect each other as boxers. They respect each other. I think one of the other, and I don't want to get too much because I'm gonna dive into it a little bit deeper later, but I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I just want to say that they, 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 they respect each other as boxers. I just think that it was promotional wise is, is where this thing was filing through the cracks. Who's the A side? Who's the B side? Are we A1, A, B, A2, you know, type of deal, which I do think, you know, both of them are A1, A2. Both of them have outstanding resumes. Both of them are southpaws. Both of them are, you know, I, like I said, I'll get into it a little later on, but boxing has had some controversial decisions. Um, 
the last few weeks. Uh, starting with, I mean, I mean, and I'll get to it. Like last this past weekend, Lomachenko and Devin Haney, what a hell of a fight! I mean, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me clap, let me clap it out because boxing needed that. Boxing needed that type of fight. I, I know we all hyped up Ryan Garcia and Tank Tank Davis. I I, I knew I knew Tank Davis was gonna get rid of that little boy. But this this fight, I gotta I gotta I gotta, I, you know, I gotta tip my hat off. I, I gotta stand up and, and clap. I gotta stand up and clap. I, I I gotta stand up and clap because that 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 was that was as technical of a fight, as close of a fight that boxing could ever make. This fight was so close. When you look at the scorecards, you go, I, I don't even know how the hell they had it unanimous decision for Haney. But I'll get into it. I'll get into it. I'll get into it after what I got to talk about. Because what I got to talk about is some of the, it, 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 you know, that was controversial, but that wasn't nearly as controversial. Let me, let me, let me put my charger in here. That wasn't nearly as controversial as Ismael Barroso versus Rolly Romero. That wasn't nearly as controversial as Ismael Barroso versus Rolly Romero. Let me say that again. That wasn't as controversial as Ismael Barroso and Roly Romero. I was absolutely flabbergasted, absolutely disgusted with boxing. I mean, I go through ebbs and flows with boxing. I mean, I got... <sighs> Nothing against Tony Weeks. I'm just going to get to it. I'm just going to get to it. I'm just going to get to it. Nothing against Tony Weeks. And my slides a little, it's it's controversial with the L. Whatever. You guys get the point. <sighs> Nothing against Tony Weeks. Nothing against Tony Weeks. Great referee. I mean, he's refed some of the greatest. I mean, <sighs> he's refed some of the greatest fights. Ever. But that stoppage was absolutely egregious. The knockdown for Roly in the ninth, early in the ninth, before the stoppage, was absolutely egregious. That was a pushdown. Wasn't a knockdown. And then the third round, 40-year-old Ishmael Barroso caught my man Roly with a left that stung him and knocked him down for a fact and hurt him. And he was actually up on the scorecards. As a matter of fact, let me just paint this picture. So Roley won the vacant WBA super lightweight title, I guess, whatever. Did you really deserve that title? I, I don't think so. I do not think so, sir. After you just got your laced by tank, and then you come in here, you win, you get a controversial stoppage to win. And then you got the nerve to call out Ryan Garcia after. I honestly think Ryan Garcia is going to mop the floor with this guy. This, that's going to be the next fight for him. Um, so I just want to, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here because I got something up here. I got something up here that I want to, I want to go ahead. I want to share my screen. I'm going to go ahead and, and show you the controversial. I'm going to go ahead and show you the, the, the controversial knockdown. Here, this is off of Showtime, and I don't own, you know, so this is off of Showtime's Twitter account. This is off of a, 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 a website here uh, called Bad Left Hook here. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and show you 
the the third. I'm gonna go ahead and show you the the, the third round left. And, and and let me paint the picture for Hector Barroso. I, I, you know what? I'll paint the picture afterwards. So this is this is the first. This is the knockdown for Hector Puncher. You know it's gonna be difficult. Oh, oh, and oh. It's difficult. The left hand dropping. Oh, that's forty year old Hector Barroso right there. Knocking down, what was it? How, how old is Roly? How old is Roly? Roly's in his 20s. Roly's like 24, 25, something like that. Young guy. Young guy. Let me go back and look at that again. Let me go back and look at that. Because Hector Barroso got a, he's got, he's got power. This is a guy that started off his career as an MMA fighter, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just say that. He's a late bloomer in boxing. The puncher, you know it's going to be difficult. Oh! Let me reverse that back. Let me reverse that back for everybody. Let me reverse that back. The puncher, you know it's going to be difficult. Oh, oh. it's difficult. The left Come hand on. dropping. Romero. Come on, man. Four, five, look at Look at Roly. Look at Roly. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Roly is a specimen at the super lightweight position, at the super lightweight uh, class. Roly's a specimen. Roly is, he is like, if Anthony Joshua was a specimen, Roly's a specimen. Okay, he looked like he just do lift weights all day. That that's real. But he's not technical. Hector Barroso cleaned his clock with a left. The puncher, you know it's going to be difficult. Oh. Let me let me show you right here again. I'm I'm gonna go frame by frame. Here's Hector Barroso. Roly throws the left jab. Hector most misses. He throws the left. Roly's got to be in defense. Here he comes. But also faints with that right hand. Faints with that right hand. So Roly's got to react to it. Look at Roly reacting to the right. You see him? Oh. Oh. Bow. Straight left hand right to the chin. Right to the dome. I mean, he would have he would have got knocked into the second, second floor, second, um, he would have got knocked into the to second row stands, you know, if the ropes didn't help him. That's 40-year-old Hector Barroso right there for you. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this guy is a warrior. He is a fighter. Before you even knew it, let me get some water here. Before you even knew Hector Barroso, you now you know Hector Barroso. But it, this man is a is 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 a guy that's hands of stone. Hands of stone. Let me tell you something. His first major fight was against Anthony Crolla, and he was winning the first four or five rounds until before Anthony Crolla's kind of youth and experience kind of like I said, Hector Barroso is 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 a late bloomer. You know, honestly, I'm gonna tell you this: Hector Barroso, he his his life, his career would be an excellent movie. It'd be an excellent movie. Hollywood should really document Hector Barroso because his his life and his movies, this guy has been through a lot. And if you don't, if, and after every fight, I love watching Pauli Malinazzi, uh take on, on, on things. I love, I love that. I love watching Pauli Malinazzi's take on things because he's got some, some excellent take, some excellent take here. I'm going to uh, pull that off right quick, but he's got excellent take on boxing. Pauli Malinazzi. And he he broke it down frame by frame, like Hector Barroso been through a lot. His promotional team, he's just like he 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 if he had a better promotional team, he'd be in a position where like your Dennis or your Dennis Ugas was, 
where some of these guys are. Like he'd be, he would fight for more titles. Like Hegerbot also could really box. He could really box. And he's got a shitty promotional team that just really didn't hasn't done anything for him. You know, and then he gets locked, he got locked into this long-term deal, these long-term deals with these shitty promotional teams. And then he just doesn't have like the type of camps that you should have. And you know, he's just gone through a lot. I, I'll get more into like Hector Barroso a little bit, but here's 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 a little bit more of it. So this is this is uh so this is the knockdown that they that they that they got for Roly that they that they that they that they counted for Roly. This is the knockdown here. But the left of Barroso. Oh, Barroso's kind of no. okay. So Barroso's kind of fading here. I, I I'll be real. Barroso's kind of fading here a little bit. He's fading just a little bit. Just a little bit he's fading. That's a push down. That's not a knockdown. That's a push down. He hit him with a nice left. They count that as a knockdown. They count that as a knockdown. Come on. What are we doing here in boxing, man? What are we doing here? Tony Weeks. You're better than that, Tony. You're better than that. You're better than that. You know that wasn't a knockdown. You know that wasn't a knockdown. That was a pushdown. Should have got up, pushed down. That shouldn't have been a 10-8 round for Roley. Oh, it gets more egregious. Did that round was just this was just the worst round of boxing in the last 20 years. I I in a lot, I mean, maybe in the last 50 years, maybe in the last 30 years. Maybe even before I was born. I, I don't even know. Maybe some of the greats could comment. Go ahead and comment and see what was worse than this kind of round. I see this is egregious. This is egregious in boxing right here. This is egregious right here. We call that a knockdown. Even even you hear it looked like it. They call it a knockdown, even though it looked like a push. They you even hear them say they call it a knockdown, even though it looked like a push. That's what the that's what the commentator said on PBC on Showtime. That's what they said. Let's keep the clip rolling. Let's now let's just go to this egregious stoppage. Let's just go to this egregious stoppage. Oh my god. I, I just, you know, it just gets worse for boxing. It just gets worse in this in this fight. It just gets worse. It just gets worse. Nice right hand. Another right hand. Another that that what are you what are what are you stopping there? If anything, Hector Barroso was the one that Hit Roley with more flush punches. What are you stopping there? What are you stopping right there? What are you stopping right there? Even let's let's hear let's hear let's hear the Showtime crew. What? What? You heard him? There's everybody that's probably watching the fight. What? What the? You know he wanted to say what the f, right? Or what the hell he could say it probably could have. That was egregious. That was egregious. That was absolutely downright robbery. That was that was that was the worst. That was the worst stoppage I've ever seen in my whole life when it came to boxing. This is a Tony Weeks that let Badu Jack get his head split, covered head to toe in blood. You let Badu Jack that that fight went twelve rounds. Badu Jack had a a split 
in the middle of his head. And you and you let that fight go on for 12 rounds. He a split. I can open up his forehead and look inside his cranium. But you're gonna call this a stoppage? But you call this a stoppage. But you call this a stoppage. That was that this was absolutely egregious. This was let me just go back again. I, I'm telling you guys. What is going on here? What is going on here in the world of boxing? What is going on here in the sport of boxing? Oh my, that was bad. Oh my goodness. Tony Weeks, and I gotta say it, a weak stoppage here tonight. <laughs> what a great pun. Tony Weeks, I gotta say it, what a weak stoppage here tonight. God. Oh. Hilarious. Oh, that's so hilarious, man. Tony Weeks, what a weak stoppage here tonight. That was bad. That was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. That was absolutely terrible. I don't, you know what? I'm glad that we got the fight that we got last week because that was surely a black eye on boxing. That was probably one of the worst controversial stoppages. Rowley shouldn't even be proud. Rowley shouldn't even be proud to carry that that lightweight, super lightweight uh, belt. Ro Rowley shouldn't even be proud to, to carry that around like that. Hector Barroso, first of all, was up on the cards before that stoppage. The knockdown was BS. The stoppage was BS. And let me tell you something about Hector Barroso, bro. I, I kind of painted it a little earlier. He started his career as Venezuelan, started his career in, 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 in MMA, then kind of late bloomed into boxing, I think 22, 23, something like that. Or I think it was like 24, 25, something like that. But he started his career in MMA, actually. And um, Hector Barroso fought in Venezuela. He fought in Panama. I mean, these are – I mean, <laughs> to fight in Panama – I mean, that's like one of the toughest places to fight in. I mean, Venezuela, Panama, I mean, you're talking about some real, like, you got to really knock guys out because the fix be in. The fix is in <laughs> out there in Panama, okay? I mean, you're going against guys that are, you know, big, big, you know, gangster guys that got millions on the fight, and it's like they're paying the judges, like, you're going to pick that guy. Well, I, the only way I can win this fight is if I knock this guy out. For him to come out of Panama, the fight in Panama and come out of Panama and Venezuela and stuff like that, that is just a journey in itself, first of all. But this is the type of guy that when you – he's part of a core of a promotional team. But let me tell you something about Hector Barroso. Okay. This is a guy, right, that he <laughs> – I'm going to tell you this right now. He was undefeated. He was undefeated when he fought um and he had a couple he had a couple draws. This will say like he had some draws, some split decision draws in Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Costa Rica. Like he literally had to knock people out in Panama 
and TKO him and knock him out and pan him up. Because like if you if you go to decision in those um countries, they're going with the Panamanian fighter. Do y'all understand this? That like y'all, you have to really knock the guy out in order to win. Like, because like the Panamanian fighter is gonna, gonna nine out of ten times is gonna win that fight. That's how bad this stuff kind of gets. And I'll tell you this, the, the two draws that he had early on in his career, like I've read upon him, like one happened in Venezuela, one happened in Costa Rica, and he was beating the brakes out of both of those fighters. He was beating the brakes out of both of those fighters, and they, they gave him a draw because it's, you can't, <laughs> It's 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 a it's it's a dark sport sometimes, especially in these other countries. Fast forward, Hector Barroso. Uh, it's not Hector Barroso. It's my Barroso. It's my Barroso. Um, he. Let me tell you something, man. This guy. This guy, man. It's my Barroso. Is is the type of guy? He lost the hundreds of thousands of of dollars. Not to mention, waited his whole career to kind of win to win a WBA light super lightweight title. You robbed him of that. You robbed him of hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions, a million of dollars, you know, seven figures in terms of fights coming up. He's a forty year old fighter. I mean, this is his last. This is his last chance to 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 win. This is his last chance of glory. This is his last chance to to make big money to, to be a champ. You robbed him of that, Tony Weeks. You robbed him of that. This is a guy when he when he fought Yusuf Kenda. When he fought Yusuf Kenda for the vacant, I forget what it was. The he fought Yusuf Kenda in New York for the vacant uh, NABA and NABO interim lightweight titles. He was on. He was on. He was out at the weigh-in. He's at the weigh-in. And it's kind of hard for me to say. He's at the weigh-in. In the middle of the weigh-in, he gets news that his wife gets killed in Venezuela back home. His wife gets killed in Venezuela by, by, by like, by, I don't even know who, I don't know what, but he, his wife gets killed in Venezuela. This guy is pouring with tears down his face, pouring with tears down his face. I mean, if, if my wife died, before, I couldn't even go on and fight. I couldn't even do it. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I couldn't even, I, I don't even know how, like, that's my rock. That's the type of guy that you robbed. That's the type of guy that you robbed here in this fight. It, and you know what he did against Yusuf Kendall? He knocked him out in the six in six rounds for the for, for those interim titles, for the NABA and NABO um, lightweight interim titles. Knocked them clean out. And then went against a hell of a fighter and Ira Terry and knocked him out. Who was Ira Terry was a Ira Terry was a um uh and he was on a 17 uh, fight win streak, something like that. Ira Terry was a um golly, he was an up-and-coming fighter when he knocked him out in the first round, knocked him out cold in the first round. Knocked Ira Terry out cold in the first round. Then he fought um, Kevin Mitchell, who was another in the O2 Arena in London, England, in the 12-round fight, and he won the, the vacant WBA um, interim lightweight title. 
and 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 TKO Kevin Mitchell. And Kevin Mitchell was a hell of a fighter. Kevin Mitchell, I mean, he went into Kevin Mitchell's backyard and fought Kevin Mitchell. Before that fight, um, before that fight, Kevin Mitchell, you know, he had just lost to Jorge Linares, but Kevin Mitchell was 39 and three before that fight. Kevin Mitchell won titles, IBF, IBF Intercontinental title. Um, he fought for the WBC. He won the WC, WBC silverweight, lightweight title. This is a guy that went toe-to-toe with Jorge Linares before Jorge Linares TKO'd him in the 12th round. This is a guy that's 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 fought, you know, he got TKO'd by Michael Katsidis, but, I mean, I mean, this is a guy that's fought, you know, he's, this is a guy that's got a UD versus British Prescott. You know, this is this is a guy that's fought some really good fighters. Hey, he TKO'd him. That was the last fight in 2000 that Kevin Mitchell had. Um, so you know, Ishmael Barroso is a guy that you just saw that he just got robbed right there in front of your face. And so for Roley to win that title like that, it was a black guy. Shame on you, Kevin Weeks, uh, Tony Weeks. Um, and and the Nevada, uh, the the commission needs to really, the boxing commission really needs to consider some of these guys. They really need to find these guys. They really need to suspend these guys. I mean, this is a tragedy. This is a crime. These guys poured their heart in. They put their life into this sport, and and this is this is this is a, a crime. This is a crime. I mean, if if you're not, you should get thrown in jail for stuff like this. This this is guy. These are guys that put their lives on the line. They train. Every bit, every second, for them to get robbed by, by, by referees and judges, this is this is it's egregious. So Ishmael Barroso should have should have won should have won that fight. I mean, we don't know he was fading late in that fight, so we don't know if Roley actually would have. But I would have liked to see Roley actually beat him instead of it being a controversial stoppage, you know, like that. That was just egregious. I mean, Ishmael Barroso was up in the cards. They know if 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 Roley loses this fight to Ishmael Barroso, I mean his career is pretty much over. We, we gotta keep the young guys up and running, right? We gotta keep the young guys up and running. This kind of goes into what I'm next, my next my next uh topic here uh with Loma and Haney. The younger fighter, especially if you're the champ, or if you're a younger fighter that that, that, that there's more money to be made in boxing, nine out of ten times. They're gonna get the decision. They're gonna get the 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 um, early stoppages. You know when it's not supposed to. They're gonna get these controversial plays. You know with referees and judges stuff like that. But this was just egregious. Everybody knew that Ishmael Barroso should have never lost this fight. Should have never lost this fight. And maybe he would have lost in eleventh or twelfth round. But let Roley earn it. He didn't earn it. He didn't earn that title. And it was BS on how uh, Tony Weeks um, did that. And then moving on from one controversial fight to I would say another controversial, but you know what? I, you know, I hate saying that with this fight because this was an absolute treat, ladies and gentlemen. This was an absolute treat with um, undisputed lightweight champion, Devin Haney going against 35 year old Vasily Lomachenko. This is probably Lomachenko's last chance to become an undisputed lightweight champion. He was supposed to go against George Cambosis, uh, but then ended up going to um, fight in Ukraine for a year against Ukraine and Russia uh, with, you know, the Ukrainian war against Russia. He's on the front line. He was on the border patrol or something like that. 
So he went over to fight for his country for a year. So he didn't have chance to, to get the undisputed lightweight championship status like he deserved. Um, and, you know, Devin Haney stepped in and, and beat George Cambosis and got that um, lightweight champion um, uh, belt. But let me tell you how this fight, this, this fight was such a treat. It was so high skilled, so such a great fight from start to finish. It was a great fight. I mean, if you're a boxing fan, you just, you, you just absolutely drooled over this fight because this was just an absolute treat to watch. Um, one thing I will say, when I, I watched this fight at least three, four, five times, I watched this fight at least four times. At least four times. Because the first couple, I couldn't get the highlights first three times. They kind of chopped them up a little bit. And I just, I finally found a video where it showed the whole fight. Where I can watch the whole fight punch by punch, round by round. Everything like that. And I, I watched it again today. And the way I scored this fight, this, this is what I'm telling you. Haney won the first half of the fight. There's no questions asked. Devin Haney won the first half of the fight. Even though they were close rounds. Lomachenko had some moments, but Devin Haney landed the cleaner body punches, especially the right to the body, right to the head. Devin Haney was getting it, especially when he led with that jab. Devin Haney was getting those punches at will whenever he led with the jab, when he came fundamental, right? Round one, super close. I, You know, I guys want to say round one, and I'm going to uh, look at the judges' scorecards here in a second here. Um, I, don't, I don't have them on... The um, I don't have them. See, I have the judges' scorecard here on my phone. I don't have I, I don't have them on computers, so I can't show you right now. But let me just tell you how to find it. Unanimous decision for Devin Haney. Everybody knows that. Uh, one thirteen, one fifteen, on two of the judges' scorecard: David Sutherland and Tim Cheatham. And then I don't even know what the hell Dave Moretti was looking at. I, I don't even know what the hell Dave Moretti was looking at. I, I don't even know. I think Dave Moretti might be blind. It might be time for him to go. Um, this is a guy that <laughs> in the Ryan Garcia Tank Davis fight on the on the knockdown in in in, in it, when Tank Davis knocked down Ryan Garcia, he scored a 10-10, scored a 10-10 round. What? Huh? Are you are you serious? That's that's the guy that does this fight. Dave Moretti needs to go. Um, he needs to get put on a stand in the Nevada Boxing Commission, and and they need to just take away his license. Like it's it's. I mean, you you you've you've been in the sport since the 1970s. It's time to go. It's it's time to do something else with your life. It's 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 time to go. You you don't need to be judging anymore. One sixteen, one twelve. That means you gave eight rounds to Haney, four rounds to Loma. Um. Okay. Devin Haney didn't win eight rounds. And he actually had Devin Haney win an attempt, which is egregious, in my opinion. That, that's egregious. That, wow. You had Devin Haney win in the 10th round? What? Huh? What? Um, I'll say this. Every, every judge had Haney win in the first round. I'm going to say this. It doesn't matter. See, the thing is, the first six rounds, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you scored it, how you put it, what you did. Devin Haney won four rounds to two going into the seventh round. The, the, like when I judged it, when I judged it, I thought Loma won round one because Loma had, he threw less punch, he threw less punches. He connected at, they, they landed the same amount of punches. Loma threw less punches, connected on more of his punches, right? 
but he had the better moments. He had a better moment in the middle of the round, and he had a better moment to finish the round. And I think that really counts when it comes to boxing. You get a round one. You get the round one decision on, in my book for Loma, and I think Loma wins round three, but I think Devin Haney wins round two. He wins round four. He wins round five, and he wins round six. Okay. Now the other judges, Tim Sutherland. I don't even want to look at Dave Moretti's card because I, you know, he he's just he he he. I don't even count him as a judge anymore. He's he's just an old guy that just doesn't even need to be judging anymore. Um, when I look at um, uh, let's look at the Tim Cheatham's card. Uh. He had Loma win in the second round, close round. I, I honestly think Loma did, you know, Loma, it could have went either way the second round. But I actually think Loma actually really won the third round. That's the round he gave Devin Haney. He gave Haney the third, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I actually had Loma winning. And then he gave Loma the seventh and eighth. So here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. And he gave Devin Haney the ninth, and then he gave Loma the tenth and the eleventh. And they actually had and they actually had Haney up on the score. They had Haney up around on the scorecards going into the twelfth. So if Lomachenko would have finished out the fight how he did 9, 10, 11 with the twelfth round, if he would have finished the fight like 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 winning the twelfth, it would have been a majority draw. It would have been a draw. It would have been a majority draw, which I think this fight should have been a draw. I think it either it, 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 okay. Either way, either should have been a draw or should have been a decision for Loma. Pick it how you want to choose it, because going into the seventh round, Devin Haney is up four two on my card. Now you just saw Tim Cheatham's. He gave him seven and eight, right? He gave Haney, he gave Haney seven and eight on David Sutherland's card. He gave Haney on David Sutherland's card. He actually gave Loma. The second and the third round, and then the seventh and the eighth round, he gave Haney the seventh, Loma the eighth, and then Haney the ninth. They all gave Haney the ninth. I don't really understand how you can give Devin Haney the ninth round when Lomachenko clearly won the ninth round. He won the nine, ten, and eleven. Landed had the better had the better moments. I mean, you could say, oh, he landed a couple body shots, but. Loma was tagging him with the left. 9, 10, 11, he was tagging him with the left. There was nothing Haney could do. Haney went into the corner in the ninth round to him, told his dad, Bill Haney, and said, he's going to the left. I, I don't know what to do. Like, he's throwing it multiple times. He's throwing the left multiple times. He's on to us. That's what Haney did. Going into the 10th, that's what he did. That's what he did. Going into the 10th. And then proceeded to come out in the tenth and get his face masked in again. So I don't agree with all of them going with Haney on the ninth round. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you give Haney the ninth when he clearly lost the ninth? And I don't even know what the hell Dave Moretti was looking at on the tenth round. I mean that that guy that guy doesn't need to be judging anymore. He does. I look at his scorecard and I just I I I, I fall sick to my stomach. I fall sick to my stomach when I look at Dave Moretti's card. Um, but this guy when I look at Tim Cheatham's card. Seven eight. This is what I want to say. Haney's up four two going into the seventh round. I give Lomachenko seven eight nine ten and eleven. I give him five rounds. He's already won two rounds in my opinion in the first four rounds. It's four two. He's up seven. It's seven four now. Twelfth round. Haney needs a knockout or he needs a knockdown. He needs something to win the fight. 
clearly on all the spending board books, sports books, it went from Loma being an underdog to going into the 12th round. Loma was a five to one favorite to win the fight. Five to one favorite to win the fight. Okay. So I got, like I said, the seventh and the eighth were super close, super close. You could have judged them either way. Two of the judges, all three judges, well, two, one judge, Tim Cheatham had seventh, eighth, both for Loma, which I did too. And then Dave Moretti and uh, Sutherland had them splitting those rounds. And you could do that. You could split it. If you want to, you could split it. They, they were so close to the point. I just think Loma did more. I think he pushed the pace more. But 9, 10, 11, Loma clearly won those rounds. Clearly won those rounds. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to think about it. He won those rounds. Clearly won those rounds. And then the 12th, Haney won. That was, it's crazy about the 12th is that Haney just did just this much. He landed a couple more body shots, cleaner body shots that won him that 12th round. But if Loma would have just pushed the pace a little bit and, 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 and continued to fight like he did in the 11th, Especially the eleven. I honestly, I honestly think the eleven should have been a damn near a ten eight round because the the fact that Loma landed like twenty punches to Devin Harrell's Devin Haney's donut. Okay, Loma like literally almost. I thought he was gonna put him away in the eleven. The way he was hurting him, the way he was hitting him flush with those left hands. In the eleventh, I thought Haney was gonna. I was scared for Haney. I, honestly, I was really scared for Devin Haney. I thought he was going to go. He was fading late in the second half of that fight. Second half of the fight, Loma dominated it. I thought if, if, if you could give him a 10-8 round, and that the 11 should have been a 10-8 round for Loma. But you don't because it's no knockdown. So you don't, you, don't, you don't take a point away. So I say this to say that. To, I say that to say this, is that it was a great fight. I don't, if anything, worst decision should have been a draw. If anything, Vasily Lomachenko should have won. But it's boxing, right? There's big money involved, right? They want to see... Lomachenko already had a loss on his record to Teofimo Lopez, which that fight, which I'm going to be real with you. In the second half of that fight, Lomachenko was coming on strong, and he almost... If you if you would if you if you have one more round to give Lomachenko against Teofimo, I think he would have put Teofimo down. That's how dominating... Lomachenko was in the second half of that fight. And we all know about the shoulder. He had to get surgery on the shoulder too. So he wasn't really 100% in that fight. But got to take my hats off to Teofimo because Teofimo really had a great game plan and dominated the first half of the fight. Clearly dominated. I think he won six, six straight rounds, in my opinion. Six, almost seven straight rounds against Loma. So Loma, uh, um, Teofimo clearly won that fight. But when it comes down to this fight, <clears throat> I think that Loma, I don't necessarily think he was robbed. I, I think I, it was a controversial, unanimous decision. I hate the fact that we're using robbery in such a great boxing match like this. I hate the fact that we're using robbery in such a great boxing match like this. It takes away from the match itself, how, how technical it was, how great it was. We're just taking away from the glory of both of these guys. They both trained super hard for this fight. And Loma, I mean, he is, Loma usually, even in the Jermaine Ortiz fight, he started off slow. I think Jermaine Ortiz, same thing. He, like Loma, like Jermaine Ortiz won, was winning 4-2 going into the second half of the fight, and Loma won six straight rounds, in my opinion. 
and won the fight. <clears throat> but they knew that this was they they knew that Loma winning that fight was gonna create a big money fight for this fight, and they knew if Haney gets that zero, com- remains with that zero, and he's still an undisputed champion, a big money fight with him and Shakur Stevenson is on the precipice. It's on the horizon. It's on the rise. And that's what's next. So th- that's my going into it. So either or, drop your drop your comments. What you th- who you think really won the fight? I think I think the consensus is in the boxing world and in among boxing fans that that Loma won. But they said at worst, at best, or at worst, this should have been a draw. And I think it should have been a draw. If if you're not going to give the fight to Loma, you know, g- make it a draw. It's a draw and let them fight again and to see who's the clear cut winner. Again, let them rematch again and see who's the clear cut winner. Um, but I think doing them doing that, calling it a draw, would have held off them and Shakira Stevenson. Boxing's all money. We all know this. It's all about matchups and money. So that's what's next for both fighters, right? Shakira Stevenson comes into the ring. He says Loma wins. The last fight, Devin Haney fought. Um, he called out Shakira Stevenson. Shakira Stevenson um wants his fight. Uh, he wants to fight Devin Haney for the undisputed lightweight um, ten. And let me just pull up Shakur Stevenson's record here. So Shakur Stevenson from Newark, New Jersey, Brick City, baby in the house, baby. Um, twenty-five years old. Devin Haney's what twenty-four, so they're, they're the same age. Um, but Shakur Stevenson is is the smaller fighter. I'll just put it to you like that. He is the smaller fighter. Shakur Stevenson is the smaller fighter. Um, now with that being said, Shakur Steven, Shakur Stevenson, I think is more technical than Devin Haney, more technical than Devin Haney. Um, now I think, you know, Devin Haney has a longer reach. I think Shakur Stevenson, I love, I personally think Shakur Stevenson is going to beat him. I think that, I think Shakur Stevenson is more technical. I think he's. Just as fast with his jab, I think he's got a little bit more pop. Nobody's scared of Devin Haney's um, um, power. Shakira Stevenson is definitely not scared of Devin Haney's power. I think he's the better defensive fighter. Even though Devin Haney showed some great defensive ability against uh, Lomachenko, I just didn't like the way he faded in that fight against Lomachenko, where Shakira Stevenson in the second half of fights actually dominates in his second half of fights. But we can also say that Devin Haney has a better record, has a better Devin Haney has a better um, resume, in in my opinion. Even though I think you know Shakur Stevenson uh, beating Robinson, uh, Robinson Consejo, uh, Oscar Valdez. I mean, dominated against Oscar Valdez, dominated against Robin Consejo, dominated TKO Jamal Herring. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> and Jamal Herring was uh, Jamal Herring was the uh, uh, WBO Super Featherweight uh, title holder. And TKO Jamal Herring, even though it's Jamal Herring is, you know, it's a late bloomer too, kind of like Ishmael Barroso. Um, but like I said, I think Devin Haney has a better, he has a better um, resume in my opinion. I'll pull up the guys that Devin Haney has fought. Um, obviously, he's fought um, Loma, Jorge Linares, um, He's fought George George Cambosis twice, because um, George Cambosis had a, a rematch clause, so he beat George Cambosis twice. So he won the first one, then he won the second one. Um, both were in Australia. Um, beat Yorkus Gamboa, who's probably a future Hall of Famer. Um, 
Zahur Abdullah is pretty good too. Um, Juan Carlos Burgos, when he was coming up, Juan Carlos Burgos is a pretty good fighter. Joseph Diaz, another good fighter. I honestly just – I think Devin Haney has a stronger – he has more fights. He has a, I think he has a, a little bit of a stronger resume, in my opinion. Um, and, go, and, and you know what? I'll say this. Gamboa in his prime probably would have mopped the floor with Devin Haney. But Gamboa is kind of damn as good as Tank and all those guys. They already went through him. You know, Gamboa is damn as good by the time Haney gets to him. So – I, I, you know, you can add that to the resume, whatever the case is, but I think Haney has a better resume than Shakur Stevenson, but I think Shakur Stevenson is the better fighter, in my opinion. I think he's just better fundamentally sound than Devin Haney. I think he knows how to get hit and not get hit, and that's going to frustrate Devin Haney in the next, in the fight with them. So I think that's the next fight, Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney. I think whoever wins that fight fights Tank Davis. I think whoever wins that fight fights Tank. I think Tank has the right, Tank is big pay-per-view numbers. Tank has the right to kind of sit back a little bit and kind of, you know, he's fought bigger fighters. Um, I don't even know what's next for Tank, to be honest with you, but I think this is next for Tank. I think both of these fighters have been linked to Tank, Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson. I think he's 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 wanting to be the undisputed lightweight champion title holder. So I think he whoever wins that fight finds Tank Davis. That's going to be a big fight. Um, so that's what's next for Devin Haney. What's next for Vasily Lomachenko? <sighs> Loma's old, man. I mean, Loma's 35. He's got over 400 amateur fights. I mean, he's up there. I mean, I, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't know. <sighs> I'll be real with you, man. I, I honestly, 35 years old. I don't know. You know, he lost to Jermaine Ot- uh, He beat Jermaine Ot- He's beat Comey, beat Nakatani, all three great fighters. Uh, maybe maybe a rematch with Teofimo Lopez is in, is, is, is in the works for him. I think that that might be a good fight just because of how good, how well he came on late in that second half of that fight against Teofimo. I think that might be something. Maybe George Cambosis because he was supposed to fight George Cambosis. So I think maybe that's a fight that he gets. I think I think I think Lomachenko actually beats Tiafimo in a rematch. I think he beats the brakes off of George Cambosis. I think whoever loses this fight uh, with Haney and Shakur Stevenson, they fight again. And then I think if he can get through all three of those guys, he's gonna be older by that time. And Lomachenko will be thirty six, almost thirty seven by that time. Thirty seven, almost thirty eight. He may not even want to fight again. He may not even want to fight again because now you're talking, you're going to have to go against a guy like Tank who's six years old, Tank or or Shakur Stevenson who's, you know, much younger than you. You know, you're 30, you're going to, you'll be 38 when you get to those guys if you even make it through that little gauntlet. Who I think, I think he could be TFM. I think he could be George Cambosis. And I think he has a shot again against Devin Haney. Not sure about Shakur Stevenson, but I think he can, I think he could be Shakur Stevenson I think he can be Shakir Stevenson now. You know, Shakir Stevenson is one of my favorite fighters. I love Shakir Stevenson. Shout out to and, and he's Boricua too. He's you know he's half black and half Puerto Rican. He's Boricua, so I, I got to go for my Boricuas over here. Shakir Stevenson from Brick City, baby, Newark, New Jersey, in the house. Um. So I think that's what's next for Vasily Lomachenko. Those three guys. I think I think you get a Teofimo rematch. 
See who wins that. He loses that. I think he's done. I think I think he loses that. I think Lomachenko's like, okay, I'm I, I was just retire. I had nothing else to prove, man. You know, this was almost his last chance to win undisputed lightweight title. And I think I think if he would have won this, I think a big money fight with Tank would have been next for him. And then I think he would have rolled off into the sunset, depending on who wins that fight or not. Big money fight with Tank would have would have would have would have been that. Um, but we'll see what's next for Selena Lomachenko. But I do think Teofimo, Teofimo rematch, a George Campbell versus match, and then whoever loses this fight, uh, whoever loses the Haney Shakur Stevenson fight, maybe fights Vasily Lomachenko. I would also love to see uh, Devin Haney fight Teofimo Lopez. But I think Teofimo probably needs to fight Lomachenko or Teofimo needs to have the rematch with George Cambosis. That's 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 my thing. That's my thing. Um and maybe Vasily Lomachenko fights Ryan Garcia. I don't know that I think I, th- I think he mops the floor with Ryan Garcia, but that's just me. Um and, and I don't think they I don't think Oscar and his camp want that. I don't think they want that fight for Ryan. I don't think they want that fight for Ryan either. He's just it's too much movement and stuff like that. Now, the way Haney was hitting um Lomachenko with the with the right to the body, right to the head, I get a little scared with him fighting Tank because Tank's got that power that'll lay you down with the body shot. Um, but I think Loma's so tough. I think Loma will be looking for it, and his movement will really, really, really frustrate the hell out of Tank, in my opinion. Styles make fights, styles make fights. And Tank isn't the greatest like lateral mover, if you think about it. He's he's become a better defender, defensive fighter, but he's his powers in the in 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 the power right hand or the left, you know, so to speak. So I think Lomachenko, like I said, those are the three fights next made for 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 those two guys. Moving on to the beef. Of the of of the meat of the meat and potatoes here of this podcast, Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford are set to fight in July on July 29th in Las Vegas for the undisputed welterweight title, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll say this: uh, Terrence Crawford, Terrence Bud Crawford, is number one pound for pound fighter um, in ESPN rankings, and uh, Earl Spence is number four uh, pound for pound fighter. Earl Spence holds a 28 no record. Holds the WBC and IBF welterweight titles along with the WBA super welterweight title. And then Terrence Crawford's 39 and 0 holds the WBO welterweight title, the WBC, WBO, and the ring light welterweight titles along with the WBA and IBF super welterweight titles, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so let's look at Earl Spence's uh resume. His last fight, he beat you guys. Um, you know, we all know he was supposed to, um, Pacquiao, him and Pacquiao were supposed to fight. And then he had to drop out of that Pacquiao fight. Um, he had to drop out of that Pacquiao fight. I can't remember why he had to drop out of that Pacquiao fight. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Um, oh yeah. He had to get the retina. That's what I was talking about. He had to get the retina surgery. Um, so he was replaced by Ugas and Pacquiao was already Pacquiao was was ready to fight Earl Spence and then he had to turn around and fight Ugas who you know kind of dismantled Pacquiao a little bit um and ended Pacquiao's career so to speak 
that was Pacquiao's last fight. I hate I hate that it had to be him because Ugas. I, I think if if Pacquiao was prepared to fight Ugas, he would have beat Ugas. Um, I don't think he had a chance against Earl Spence. <laughs> I don't think he would have beat Earl Spence just because Pacquiao's just not the. He's just old now. You know he can't move like he used to. Um, so yeah, so Earl Spence had to drop out of that fight, and then he actually fought the winner. He fought Ugas. Um, in that fight, so he fought Ugas for the WBA um, super welterweight title. Um, but before that, he beat Danny Garcia by unanimous unanimous decision. That wasn't even close. I mean, he was just he destroyed this man of Danny Garcia. He beat Sean Poor split decision. That was actually a really close fight. Um, he beat Mikey Garcia, who Mikey Garcia was was undefeated as well, um, and retained the WBA uh, the IBF welterweight title. Um, that, that was a hell of a fight. Well, I think he just, he dismantled Mike Garcia. He's just a bigger fighter than Mike. He's naturally bigger. I mean, he fought in the Olympics at 152. He fights, he's a natural 147. He's really a natural 152 pounder, but like he fights at 147 comfortably. Uh, and he fought in the Olympics at 152. So, so Earl Spence is naturally a bigger guy. Naturally a bigger guy between him and Bud Crawford and between, you know, Mike Garcia as well. Um, you know, and then you know he 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 beat Carlos Ocampo in first round knockout, um, ref stoppage with Lamont Peterson. Uh, he KO Kel Brook, um, KO Leonard Bundu, uh, TKO Chris Algieri. I mean, these are these you know these are really quality opponents. Kel Brook has only got three losses on his record: one to Triple G, one to Canelo. Oh, uh, um, Kel Brook has three losses on his record. I think it's one to Triple G. He took that fight on short notice, one to Earl Spence, and then one to uh, Terrence Crawford. So, um, so yeah, both Crawford and Spence beat the brakes off of uh, off of uh, um, Kell Brook. So, you know, that's that's just my thing about Kell Brook. Kell Brook's Kell Brook's a, a real formidable opponent. I mean, he's a great opponent. He's a he's a future Hall of Famer uh, when it comes to this sport. So, you know, for them, both of them to beat him like that, he's only got three losses. And when he faced him, he had just got his eye socket knocked out of place against Triple G, <laughs> uh, Kell Brooks. So he, I don't think he was the same fighter after he got beat up by Triple G, which, by the way, that was some guts for Kell Brook to take that fight because, like, honestly, I'll tell you this right now, like nobody was wanting to see Triple G at that time. And he was like, I'll fight Triple G. And he ended up getting his, his eye socket knocked out of place. So um yeah, Kelbrook, Kelbrook is 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 a tough guy, but you know, he ran into some real tougher guys. Um, so when I look at you know his resume, it's pretty good. Then I look at um Terrence Crawford resume, um, you know, Hank Lundy, uh Victor Postal, the pistol, beat him in unanimous decision. Um, you know, TKO Jeff Horn, TKO Jose Benavidez, TKO Amir Khan, which Amir Khan wasn't the same fight, TKO Kel Brook, TKO Sean Porter in 10 rounds, um, KO David Avinyasin, who actually David Avinyasin caught, um, he caught Terrence Crawford flush, um, in one of those rounds, he caught him flush with a nice, nasty little right hand, um, and that was like the first time I ever seen Terrence Crawford really get flushed, you know, hit flush like that. But you know, he ended up proceeding to, you know, to to put him away in a six. So I say this to say that I say that to say this. Between both of these fighters, 
this this is this is this is this is my take on this fight. This this was supposed to happen five years ago or four years ago or three years ago or whatever the case is, but it's happening now, right? One guy's 34, the other guy's 32. They're the same age, right? Terrence Crawford is 34 years old. Um, his birthday, uh, no, Terrence Crawford is 35 years old. His birthday uh, isn't until September. So he's going to be 35 when he fights Earl Spence. Um, and then Earl Spence, I believe, is 33 years old. Um, his birthday just passed. He just turned 33. He's my age. So they're two years apart. So they're the same age, virtually. They're the same age, um, virtually they're the same age. Earl Spence is a little younger, but they're, they're the same age, in my opinion. They're the same age. Um, and so they actually have a rematch clause as well. So they anticipate this is going to be a close match. It's going to be a real close match. And whoever, wherever, they're putting their records on the line here. They're putting their O's on the line here, right? This may turn up into to be a draw maybe, right? And so they have a rematch clause. Uh, in which they got 30 days to activate the rematch clause. And then people are actually anticipating that this is going to be a trilogy. So this is how I know boxing is just a little weird because they're already saying there's going to be a rematch and the, the first fight hasn't even started. So I'm just anticipating that it's going to be judged so closely in the first fight unless somebody gets knocked out that it's going to be a draw. And then the second fight is probably going to be one of the two guys are going to win you know, just like how Triple G and Canelo went. And then there's going to be a third fight. And by that time, Terrence Crawford is going to be too damn old. He's going to be, you know, already kind of past his prime. And Earl Spence is going to be maybe 36 kind of at the end of his prime, but still in his prime. And and Earl Spence may have the upper hand advantage in the trilogy, right? But they're already saying it's going to be a trilogy, right? So this is, it's just kind of weird boxing already. The pundits already say this stuff. Um, so anyways, who wins this fight? Um... I think offensively gifted. I think well, the bigger fighters. Okay, I, I already mentioned it. The bigger fighter is Earl Spence, right? Um, Earl Spence is the bigger fighter. Naturally, fights at one forty-seven. So, uh, you know, fought at one fifty-two in the Olympics. Um, what as as opposed to Terence Crawford, who started his career out at one thirty-five um, at lightweight and light welterweight, and his kind of he's filled in pretty good um, to that one forty-seven pound body of his. So Terrence Crawford, you know, he's he's naturally the smaller guy. Um, I think he has like smaller shoulders than than, than Spence. He naturally looks small, but he's filled in pretty well into the one forty seven pound frame, in my opinion. Um, who has a longer reach? Terrence Crawford has a longer reach. I mean, Earl Spence is only one inch taller, so he's five nine. Uh, he's five nine. Bud Crawford's five eight. So they're about the same height. Um, but Bud has a two-inch reach advantage, so that can be key. Um, both are southpaws, naturally. But the difference is between Bud and Earl is that Earl, uh, Bud and Earl is that Bud can fight orthodox or southpaw, so he can he can switch up stances real good in in the middle of the fight or in in between rounds, and he has power in both hands and out of both stances. So that's the difference. I think offensively, I think Bud Crawford's a better offensive fighter. I mean, that's just kind of like that's a super close comparison because both of them are great fighters. I think when it comes to defense, though, defensively, I think Earl Spence is a is a better defensive fighter than Bud Crawford. But I think offensively, I got to give it to Bud just because he's got knockout power from orthodox to southpaw and, and in both hands. 
Earl Spence is the guy that'll wear you down. On the inside, Earl Spence is gonna kill you with body shots, with the jab. I think he has a far superior jab than um than than Crawford. But we saw in the, the Sean Porter fight, right? When Sean Porter was overly aggressive, Crawford just picked him apart, right? Crawford picked him apart with counter um power punches, right? So my thing is 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 that Earl Spence has to be really careful with the counter because Crawford will counter you and he will lay down and you get hit on the chin by with Crawford. He's special. So that's one thing that Earl Spence has to realize is that you can't get caught on a counter trying to come inside or trying to be too aggressive. Um, Earl Spence wins this fight. If he keeps it inside, he out muscles Terrence Crawford. He keeps his jab and he he comes with the right hand. He's somewhat predictable, but his predictive, I mean, it's like some of it's one of those things you know what's coming, but you can't stop it, right? So he he comes with that left hand jab. He's a southpaw. He comes with that left jab and he's 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 or the the he's gonna come with that right jab. He's gonna come foul with the left, right? So Earl Spence, Earl Spence is a guy that 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 is very methodical. You know, like he's 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 very methodical when it comes to his approach in boxing. Um, so I think if he can if he can win on the inside and win the inside exchanges and do that for 12 rounds against Bud Crawford and kind of be sound defensively, I think Earl Spence wins this fight. Now, uh Bud, I think, has a way better chance at fighting outside since he has a longer reach against Earl Earl Spence. I think if he could keep it outside, I think if he can time when um, Earl Spence is being aggressive, if he can, I've watched both of these guys' career, by the way, uh, extensively. So I know how both of them fight. So if, if 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 Earl is just overly aggressive, which sometimes he could tend to be, um, Bud can catch him coming on the inside, um, especially if Bud is, is 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 his approach is I'm gonna keep it outside and I'm gonna counter him if he tries to come inside. I think Bud has a chance to maybe even get a knockdown in this fight, but both of them have great chins. Um, so that's me. That's that. Um, who actually wins the fight? Uh, and I think and also I think switching from orthodox to southpaw back to orthodox and all that stuff, I think that bodes well for Bud because he's just he's just so gifted, um, you know, with power in both hands. Um so who wins this fight? I think it's I think it's super close. It's a toss-up. It's 50-50. I'm a Bud Crawford fan per se. So so I might be biased in what I'm about to say, but I think Bud can win a decision. I think this could be a split decision fight kind of fight. Um or it could be a draw. I think that's how this fight goes. But I think I'm gonna actually gonna go with Bud just because I think Bud his approach is going to be, I think he's a better counter puncher. He's a better offensive fighter and he's got longer reach. And I think he's going to fight from the outside. He's going to wait to counter and use Earl's aggressiveness against him. And that's how he's going to win the fight. I don't think it'd be a KO. I think, I think possibly, I don't, and I don't even think Earl Spence, um, you know, uh, power. I don't, you know, I don't think that, 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 you know, the aggressiveness and the power Earl Spence is going to bother him in the inside or anything like that. I think that, I think Bud Crawford can win the exchanges against Spence. I think he wins the exchanges against Spence, most of them. And I think, I think Bud, I think Bud is, I think Bud can win this fight definitely just off of that, but it's super close. I mean, it's super close. When I look at technicality and I look at fundamentals, I, I, I got Earl Spence all day. 
Um, but Bud is just like, you know, he's he's one of those guys. He's special, man. It's like he switches from orthodox to southpaw, southpaw back to orthodox. He's got power on both hands. He's got the long reach. He can fight inside. He can exchange with you. Um, he can fight outside. He can exchange with you inside. Uh, he's got power to lay you down. He's got power to make you fr- to frustrate you all day. So I'm going to go with Bud Crawford to win this fight, but it's going to be close, and I think it'll be either split decision or it could be a draw, and I think this is definitely going to be a two fight or a three fight series for both men. Um, so we'll see. But this is the fight that boxing really, really needs. We need this fight. The undisputed welterweight title, two of the best on the line, two top five pound for point guys, number one versus number four. And then um, after this fight, I mean, the the one guy that really gets hurt um, because, you know, we talk about um, uh, Ennis and we talk about some of the other younger, um, we talk about some of the other younger guys. Um, that are in the welterweight division. This is a great division, uh, by the way, right? So, you know, you got um, you got uh, Jerron Ennis, Virgil Ortiz, um, Stan Yonis, uh, Connor Ben. All of them are 26 and under. Uh, but the guy that's really going to – the guy that is really getting stiffed out of fighting both of these guys and the guy that's getting really stiffed at even becoming – getting the opportunity to become an undisputed tit- uh, welterweight title holder is Keith One-Time Thurman. He he is he is getting stiff so hard because by the because t- Keith is what thirty five, Keith is Keith is what the uh, Keith is thirty four. So he's the same age as both of these guys. You know, Keith is um, uh, younger than Earl, uh, younger than Crawford, and he's a little he's one year older than Earl. So the, he's the same age as both of these guys. But he's getting stiffed hard because this they're already talking about this. This is going to be a two to three fight series between both of these guys already. And by the time Keith can have a chance, Keith is going to have to fight one of those two of those young guys in the meantime and beat him. And then he's going to have to wait till one of these guys accepts his challenge to to be a, finally be an undisputed welterweight title, which is every boxer's dream, right? So Keith, one time, is the one that gets stiffed out of all of this uh, when it comes to when it comes to the welterweight title crown holder because. Um, you know, these guys are they're already talking about it. Like I said, two, three, five series, and Keith is gonna be waiting in the wings for these guys um to 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 let it go. So um interesting to see what will happen. I think if one of these guys gets KO'd, there is no second fight. I mean, one of these guys get KO'd, there's no second fight. I mean, we saw four fights between Pacquiao and Marquez, right? And the fourth fight was a KO for Marquez. It took him three fights, it took him four fights to knock finally knock out. Um, Pacquiao, but I think the what was it? The second one was a draw. The first one was a split decision. The the third one I think was a unanimous decision for Pacquiao, and and then um, but all the first three fights they were all close. They were all close. Like I said, draw split. Um, I think it was a majority or a split, and then it was a draw, and then it was a unanimous for Pacquiao. So Pacquiao really basically won all three of those fights. And when you look at the draw, well, neither one of those guys won if it's a draw, but. I, I look at it as it's a win for Pacquiao because he didn't lose the belts. And so, uh, and then, you know, Marquez, Wama, you know, actually, you know, knocks him out in the four fight. Um, so we're kind of looking at something like that, similar to that, right? <clears throat> Where it's going to be a two, three fight series. And in between those fights, you know, they were fighting. Other, Wama was fighting other guys. Pacquiao was fighting other guys. But I don't think that happens here. I think they get right to it. I think, you know, this is going to be a close first fight. Might be a draw, might be a split decision. It's going to be controversy, some sort of way, and then there's going to be a second fight automatically. 
It's going to be a second fight automatically, especially with the 30-day rematch clause. It's going to be a second fight automatically. This is a two-fight series. So Keith Thurman is not looking. Keith Thurman may be 36 before he fights either one of these dudes. He may be 36, almost 37 before he fights either one of these dudes. So um, interesting, interesting, you know, kind of how everything matriculates to other fighters and how other fighters are affected uh, when it comes to this. Uh, super showdown. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, please let me know down in the comments who you think will win this fight on July 29th in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena between Earl Spence and Terrence Bud Crawford. We are all excited for this as the boxing world sees this super showdown collide here. Um, I have been Israel Rivera. Um, this is Prime Sports World. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And please like me and David here on Twitter as well. In case you miss this podcast or this live feed, you can catch us where all podcasts can be heard. Um, that's Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, as Prime Sports World keeps you locked in and um, keeps you covered 24-7, 360 degrees around the earth, ladies and gentlemen, around the access here, ladies and gentlemen. But everybody, y'all have a great day. And as I like to say, if I'm, in case I miss you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Sayonara, suckers.